0: We want you to to dive in if you feel comfortable doing so on our next conversation. It's a very personal conversation for one member of our team.
1: Yeah, think about what one year feels like. 365 days. It can go by in a blink. It can feel like a crawl, depending on what's going on in your life. And we're going to get into that conversation about addiction and what every day can feel like while you're overcoming it and this story is one that i know is close to a a lot of people's hearts a lot of people have experience with it whether it's personal whether it's someone that's in your life so as as daryl mentioned ched nation share your stories 780-496-0063 if you want to include your name or if you don't want to include your name What's your story with addiction or overcoming addiction? Because today we are celebrating a big milestone here at Ched Nation because it is 365 days or (laughs) one year sober for our producer of 6.30 Ched Mornings, Brad Whisker. And Brad's joining us now to tell us all about what that last year has felt like and certainly the emotions that he's feeling today.
0: But should
2: we just do a little applause, a little celebrate? You want to do a yay? <laughs> yeah. to go, buddy. Yes. Thank you very much.
1: Brad, we're so proud of you. I have known you and worked with you for over three years now. I think it's just three years. Yep. And you are a different person. You are are 100% a different man today than you were when we began working together because you've been on quite a journey. So... I guess let's just start with 365 days sober. Are you, is today a day that you're celebrating? Is it right to applaud you or does it, is it mixed emotions?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you know, I'm, I'm standing here and you know, I've been in this business for quite some time and most of the time I'm never nervous. And all of a sudden you guys started talking about me and the 365 days and I'm standing on the other side of the glass with you because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be in there with you, you know, a few feet away, but here we are. Uh, and I, I just feel I do feel a little overwhelmed but in a good way. Um, you know this is something that I obviously have looked forward to since I started this uh, started this journey last year and it is it's surreal really that it's come to August 25th and um, it's <laughs> it's very important it's very important to me and I, I think a lot of people can uh, can relate to that when they achieve these milestones.
1: It's hugely important Brad, because this was a situation where, I mean, it was serious. Your life was at stake. This was a life-changing decision that you had to make. Can you can you go into that a little bit? I don't know how detailed you want to get in terms of how serious yeah. your your problem was, but what was that moment that inspired you to to make that change?
2: Um, I mean, to be blunt, I was killing myself, you know, day after day for quite some time um, at a <laughs> the pace you know, got quicker and quicker in terms of me, you know, ruining my body with with alcohol. Um, but you go back a year and I can, you know, I can just remember the summer. We all remember like the heat dome and mm-hmm. we just remember, you know, still going through a, a pretty intense time through the pandemic. A lot of us were getting our second dose and the world, the real world still felt, felt so far away from where we are today. Uh, and for me, it was, uh, you know, I was, I was drinking to, to live. Um, on a day-to-day basis, uh, if I if I didn't have alcohol, uh, I would be I'd be out of whack. I'd be out of sorts, uh, but I wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> I made sure to always have booze handy. Um, and when you go back to the twenty-fifth of last year, I was just having a really bad day. Um, you know, hungover, tired, mm-hmm. uh, upset with life, sort of disgusted by myself and what was happening. And I ended up. Uh, I ended up passing out that afternoon, and I woke up uh, bleeding from the mouth and coughing up blood. Oh my god! Um, and I decided to to call the to call 911, and <clears throat> they came and picked me up. And you know, to, to describe how bad things were uh, before the paramedics showed up, I had some some alcohol left. And I poured it into, you know, those 600 milliliter Coke bottles you can buy. Mm-hmm. I poured the rest of my alcohol in there and mixed it with Coke so that I could still have alcohol in the ambulance. Oh, my God. They Brad. were putting, I you know, IVs into my arm, and I'm sitting there sort of in a daze. But my main focus was to still have booze in my system because I was going to the hospital, and I didn't know when I was going to leave when I could get my hands on more. So, um, you know...
1: So okay and I don't I don't want to interrupt but I want to, I just want to get a detail clear then so is it just was it just constantly to stay numb? Was it like I'm gonna go face this scary situation and I just I just don't want to be sober I just don't want to be aware for it
2: uh no it wasn't really that it was like I you know as I was saying just in terms of um when I was going to get my hands on alcohol again I didn't know if I was going to stay. I didn't know if I was going to leave the hospital at that time in the ambulance. Those thoughts changed as I sat there and, and waited to, uh, to get seen by doctors and they started doing some tests and what have you. But as I was doing that, and as I was going through that process, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, dr- I'm drinking and, it, and the bottle starts, you know, uh, getting lower and lower and lower. And as that's happening, I'm starting to think, I don't know if I'm going to leave here. I don't know if I should. Um and as I was waiting, I finally got to that last sip and you know, I, I took it and it wasn't that much longer that a doctor came in and told me that my body was, you know, it was beaten up on the inside. I was really, really hurting myself. And they asked me if I wanted to get sober and you know, I, I had a quick <laughs> moment to myself where I thought about it and uh I committed to, to going in and I ended up staying at the Miz for close to ten days. Um and after that ten days, I left. Uh, our own Shea Ganem picked me up. Uh, <laughs> a little <laughs> shout out to him for doing that for me. And um, you know, that's when it really, really started to figure out how I was going to navigate the rest of my life without alcohol.
0: But Brad, it was um, a moment where it—it it wasn't quite as simple as "Do you want to get sober? Yes, I do." There, there was—it it got hit home to you particularly hard in that moment.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> when um, when the doctor came in, uh, this happened last time when you asked me this question. <laughs> um, when the doctor came in, they told me that uh, I probably wasn't going to live to see forty years old. Um, at that time, I was thirty three. I celebrated my birthday a few months ago. Um, but when a doctor comes in and, and gives you about a seven year, you know, lifespan, I I, <laughs> I don't really know what else can wake somebody up. And I'm, I'm so glad that they were that blunt, that that doctor came in and, and said that directly to me. Uh, and that just reinforced my decision to stay.
0: And yet there are some people who, and I'm sure you've heard the stories, who would hear that and still try to keep going because uh, for what other, other reasons? So hearing your story, this is we're all thankful that that was a decision that you made and it has worked out and you've had this year and it has been amazing.
2: Yeah, it really has. (laughs) It really has. I've got to come back here. (laughs) I was at home for, you know, a year and a half and that didn't, uh, that certainly didn't help. I would never blame the pandemic for my drinking that started, (laughs) that started well before the pandemic. It was just another excuse to add to the list, right? Made Um, it easy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty, Hey, I'm, I'm at home. I have nothing to do. I'm just going to keep drinking. But That's
1: I great. think Brad, like you're, you're such a good example. At least that we see every single day, and hopefully our listeners get a sense of this as well. Um, you're such a good example of like finding that new that new path of life to take. Like thinking about that moment where you sort of have those two options presented. You know, keep going and keep being sick and continue being addicted, and maybe the outcome is going to be, I don't even want to think about it. Right. Or change and experience a new way of living and experience a new life. And I really feel like over the last several months of watching the way that you're operating now, you've really done that. Like you've really you've really become a new person and it's I think it's a story that we you know we want to share because certainly there are different paths to sobriety and there's different ways of doing it. But the example of you know, life can look really different. it can look really dark. But there is always a good side that you can head towards. I mean, you're such a great inspirational story of that.
2: Well, thank you. And you know, the first thing that I noticed was I lost a bunch of weight when I stopped drinking. <laughs> so, like, that was that was really great. Uh, just looking at myself and actually noticing a change. Um, So that was step one. And
1: that probably made you feel so much better too, right?
2: Oh yeah. You know, like the kids say, I was feeling myself when I finally started looking, (laughs) started looking better for the first time. And just things like your skin tone and the way that your eyes look, you know, like it's those small things that quite honestly, I didn't want to look at myself in the mirror for such a long time because I didn't want to actually see how bad it was. I already felt bad enough. Right. Yeah. So, but then to start looking at myself and realizing, okay, you know, I'm, I'm getting, (laughs) I'm getting to look like the person I should look like and feeling the way I should feel. And I spent probably about close to six months of just focusing on myself. I didn't want to pursue any relationships. I was trying to reconnect and, you know, with my parents and uh, let them understand that I was on a, a path to recovery. I was trying to celebrate the little things in life. I was Happy to be back here uh, in the office every day. Um, You know, there were so many little things that just reinforced my decision to commit to a a sober lifestyle. And let's be realistic here. We're talking about one year and it did not
0: go from day one to day 365 with all brightness, sweetness, unicorns, rainbows and roses. There, There had to have been some challenges over that year.
2: Yeah, there were days. <laughs> there were certainly days, you know, um, and it was really weird. The first time that I ever craved a drink after going through all of that, I was watching a movie and it was a mob movie, but they were all drinking scotch. And that was kind of one of my go-tos, the darker liquors. And they were, they were smoking. I am still a smoker. So it it just hit all those urges and all those things that I wanted to feel. So it, but it was a learning lesson, and it's, it, you know I, I, I just paused the movie and stopped, and just took a few minutes to myself to go, it's just a movie, <laughs> don't look at that, I mean, just pay attention to what's happening, you know, the, the movie itself, not the little, the little things within it. And um, that was the first time that I, I really had that, that craving, and uh, you know, life things happen and you just, you really, you can get close. Uh, I drove to the liquor store. Uh, one occasion mm. and I parked outside and um, you know it uh, I was right there you know and I, I didn't go in thankfully um, but it's those it's those things those challenges that will continue to happen And I'm speaking to anyone going through recovery that just try to remember that if, if you go back to it you, it's restarting the process is not going to be fun in any way mm-hmm. and just That's why I counted day after day for this first year, because I kept saying like, why would I wanna go back to zero days and start fresh when I'm already this far in? And now I can stop counting days and I can start counting years. That's what I'm looking forward to. Rather than day 200, it's going to be year two, year three, year five, et cetera, and so forth. And that to me is that next step and just enjoying life, embracing and loving all the people around me that's what i've been trying to do uh and i'm I'm just uh, i'm as happy as i've been in a very long time
1: and we can see it and i have no doubt that you're going to get to those milestones those yearly milestones one year of sobriety under your belt Today, our 6:30 TED Morning's producer Brad Whisker, you're getting a lot of love on the text line, my friend. Uh, Brad, your story is an inspiration, says Peter. You've guts and character. I admire that in anyone. Thank you for sharing your life story. Congratulations. I have so much respect for that. And I know that there are people that are listening right now that are themselves struggling. And I don't know who needs to hear your story, Brad, but I know at least someone out there absolutely does. So. Congratulations! We're so proud of you. Thank you so much.
0: And I tell you what, why don't we, why don't you stick around so we, we can continue this into the next half hour, either with with text, etc. But I also want to—I like, know it's your story, and different people go down different paths. It gets them—they get to to the same spot, but on a different route. I'm curious about your path, how you got there, other kind of things. But I also want to hear some of these other stories, about other people's stories, and we can sure. all chat about that coming up in the next half hour.
2: Sounds great. Okay,
0: take a quick break.